Dude, I'm so happy I got to get in the Halloween the Halloween spirit tonight. Same. Is that what you call that? Yeah. Um, I got to prank Sam. I gave her a nice little trick or treat. That was an ugly trick. Dude. I didn't appreciate that at, at all. At least it wasn't the uh, cryptid cans of beer that we had. Oh yeah, those crypt the cryptid hard <laughs> seltzers. Yeah, this was actually a lot funnier than that. It was a little bit better than that. So, at least it wasn't swamp water. In a so. Can. There's a song that I love called The Monster Fuck. It's a new take on The Monster Mash. And it starts out just the same as The Monster Mash. Which just so happens to be my favorite Halloween song of all time. So I throw the video on in the background and Sam doesn't look at it. What's going on Sam's in the video? back was to the TV. And she just starts singing the monster mash because the first like I was three verses. In the lab yeah. late one night. And then all of a sudden, all the monsters start to suck and fuck. Mm. It was a graveyard fuck. I was horrified. Those monsters sucked and they fucked. The monster fuck. I hate you so much. <laughs> anyway, everybody, we are coming to a close on our spooky Halloween season. It's and it breaks my heart. So. It breaks my fucking heart. It went heart. by so fast. It always goes by fast. It always does. So, welcome everyone to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric and I am joined by... Christian. And Sam. So, as we bring things down for a landing... No. For this spooky season... Uh, we will be back with True Crime here soon, but we have... I feel like it needs to be unidentified. At this moment. What, an end to the spooky season? No, I feel like there, there has to be one more, right? So we have a Halloween special. Thank you. We have it. We are recording both tonight, Hold and I am dressed second. accordingly. I have, to, I have to discipline a gremlin for a second because she's trying to claw me. Excuse me, ma'am. She just wants to play. The The new cat is... Uh, she, Ripley is... Ripley is a hell. She's, she's a so cute. I think that her and Lucy have entered into a blood pact with each other mm -hmm. where they're going to be the biggest problems. Yep. So before we get started, guys, please make sure if you're on Apple podcast, your auto downloads are on. If you're on Spotify, make sure you're please downloading the episodes, sharing the show, tell spread, the, spread it around like wildfire. Tell everyone, you know, to listen to creeps in the crypt. It really helps us out because that's what keeps us coming back every week is your all's love and support. Good so, God, please share the show because then Eric gets mad at us. Because it's I have a, to hound you all about sharing the show. No, I share the show after you remind me. Like I said, I'm very absent-minded. I, have to, absent -minded. I yes. have to hound them both about, did y'all share the show today? Did y'all share the show today? Share it, share it on all your social medias. Is it count if we share it to each other? No. You guys already know about the show, but like I said, we're cut, we're bringing spooky season in for a landing. So what better way to start the, the finale that landing than to get everybody in the mood for Halloween. And I think we have the perfect episode. Now I've know you already read the title, so you know what we're covering, but Sam, without further ado, let's just jump right into this. While you're getting ready for trick-or-treaters by stocking up on candy, you're setting out pumpkins, and touching up the Halloween decorations, you may be wary of certain trick-or-treaters. 
Today, guys, we're talking about kids, but not underfed kids, beaten kids, molested kids, lost kids, crying kids, homeless kids, hit and run kids, broken arm kids, broken leg kids, broken head kids, sick kids, dying kids, dead kids. We're talking about black eyed kids. What's a broken head? I don't know. It's from uh, the show Dragnet. It's one of my favorite clips of all fucking time. I don't know how you would have a broken head. Sam looks just horrified. What? In I'm the just head? full of all the tricks tonight. I don't like any of your tricks. They make me laugh. That's all that matters. And for anybody over the age of 60 that listens to this show, they'll know exactly where that's from. But if not, it's from Dragnet. And I used to watch it show with my dad. I don't even know what that is. It, it's a police show from like the 60s. Broken headed kids. That's a Hit thing. and run kids. Oh Starving kids. What's a hit and run kid? Kids that have been hit and run. But we're not here to talk about hit and run kids today. We're here to talk about... That's another episode for a later date. That should not be an episode <laughs> at all. We're here to talk about black-eyed kids. And boy, you need to be watching out for these little creepy fuckers this Halloween. You can, anyway, uh, We'll get there. So, some of you may have heard the stories of one terrifying folk phenomenon. I almost messed up on that one. That was a lot of alliteration. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, don't worry, because you're going to hear about them today. There are dozens of stories circulating, each of them separate instances, and not just occurring on Halloween, but all of them follow a very similar pattern. Kids arrive at someone's home or vehicle, knock on the door, and then insist upon being let inside. Anyone who encounters them almost immediately begins to feel an overwhelming sense of dread. Suddenly, you will notice something's not right about these children. Yeah, there's kids at the door. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Their eyes are pure black from lid to lid. Dead black orbs devoid of sclera or iris will chill up your spine. You have finally come across the black-eyed children. These children, usually between the ages of 6 and 16, typically appear normal. Sometimes their clothes may be outdated. Or they'll be like wearing baggy hoodies and shit. Yeah. In extremely unusual instances, people have reported talon-like feet. No one knows where or how these, ch these creatures pop up. Some argue black-eyed children are ghosts. Others claim they are demons, vampires, or practitioners of evil magic. Some UFO lore depict them as human-slash-alien hybrids, while others believe they are children playing rather cruel pranks on people. You can blame Eisenhower for the human-alien hybrids with his human-alien breeding program where they abduct us and take our seed. You know about that? They did a whole American Horror Story season on it. No. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. I didn't watch after Apocalypse. No. Maybe. That's good. Which I don't know if was Roanoke or Apocalypse. Roanoke was like season seven. I stopped watching after Freak Show. I didn't yeah. watch Freak Show because clowns scare me. Um I watched all of Freak Show. Good to know. I will not come here. 
I'm going to do a circus theme one year for the front yard. Oh my gosh. Please don't. I don't really. I'm going to kick them down. I don't really like clowns. Not in a scary way. I just don't like them. I can't see their face. I don't like it. <laughs> going to make you watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm That's good. Thank you. It's an alien no, movie. Thank you. <coughs> pass. Hard pass. Actually, I like the Killer Clowns. What's cool, like, what's interesting, I wouldn't say it's cool, is. I thought these were aliens when you first showed me pictures of them. We don't know what the fuck they are. I thought they were aliens. So, let's let's keep going. Some people claim that these children have existed since the 1980s. However, most sources say that the legend originated in 1996 in posts written by a reporter named Brian Bethel from Abilene, Texas. Brian left his apartment to pay his internet bill, and he stopped at the Dollar Movie Theater on the way to use the glow of the marquee as light to make out his check. And as he did this, there was a knock on the window. He looked up to find two young boys staring at him with blank expressions. They looked between 10 and 14 years old. The first boy was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover hooded shirt with a sort of gray checked like checkered pattern and jeans. He says, I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive colored and he had curly medium length brown hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. The second boy had pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristics seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color and his hair was sort of a pale orange. So he's a ginger. Well, we already know where this is going. Straight to hell in a handbasket? I'm not a black-eyed kid. Sam's a black-eyed kid. I literally have blue eyes. For now, till they change. You bring a clown around me, you'll see it. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm fucking joking? No. Brian almost immediately felt a sense of fear. The first boy began to explain that they need his help because they wanted to see the new Mortal Kombat movie but forgot their money. The boy asked for a lift to their house to retrieve it, saying things like, Come on, mister, we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. Come on, mister, let us in. We can't get in your car until you, until you do, you know. Just let us in. And we'll be gone before you know it. We'll go to our mother's house. No. That's vampire rules, dude. That is vampire rules. That's vampire rules. Well, that's... Really almost, almost anything supernatural, paranormal. Anything, With malicious intent. Right. I think anything demonic needs an invitation in. Well, yeah. Anything with like malicious intent has to have like. Invitation. An invitation. Which is not good. I bet they will in. take an open invitation. I know you would. I would. I know you would. Till it looks like fucking Nosferatu. Yeah, then no. You're like, no, he's not hot. Nope, I like mine Viking. Ugh. Ugh. God almighty, help me. Yep. Anyway. 
Brian found himself unlocking the door without even realizing what he was doing. He felt as if his body and mind were being instructed by the child, quote unquote, to do so. He stopped himself quickly and looked at the child again. That's when he realized the kid's eyes were solid black. No sclera, no iris, no pupil. The whole thing's a pupil. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's all black. Pitch black. It's like the darkest dark. It's like it's void. Yeah. I feel like Which this is, is like reminiscent of something that Eric always says to me. Like, what do you say you're black like a doll's eyes? Oh, I'm quoting Jaws when I do that. Eyes black like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Brian describes their eyes like this. He says, quote, both boys stared at me with coal black eyes. The sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. That was funny. Soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. That is actually probably what I would think of. Mm-hmm. Well, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, I feel like it, that would kind of dehumanize you if you couldn't see, like, them make expressions. Because a lot of people, even if they don't make expressions of their face, like, they're, the, what is it, the resting bitch face? Like It's in their eyes, man. The RBF may be strong, but the eyes are telling you something to fuck off. I have RBF. Mm. I mean, what what's freaky about this is everybody who comes across these things has, like, impending fear. Yeah. Which makes me think that they have some type of they they emit like infrasound, so it's a sound wave that like we can't hear that they actually pipe into a lot of horror movies to make you feel like unsettled. Yeah. So it's a it's like a bass level that we can't register, kind of like a dog whistle. How we can't hear that, but dogs can. Mm-hmm. Think like the opposite spectrum, like tiger roars and stuff like that. Have that. Hmm infrasound level to it that just like freak you the fuck out and instill panic and fear and un- uneasiness interesting i didn't know that yeah know they piped it into to uh they added into like horror movies movie. and shit yeah yeah it's got to be like that. some crazy low decibel megahertz that ha- that does that hmm. fun fact and this has nothing to do with horror, but I just thought it was, it was a scary movement. Uh, in Jurassic Park, they actually uh, lowered the decibels for a elephant to make the sound that a Tyrannosaurus Rex makes. Well, that's how I found out about this infrasound thing. Was that makes a lot of sense. Make it think about how a elephant makes. Uh-huh. And then they lowered the decibels on it and slowed it. Yeah. I can hear it. it makes the sound. Huh. When I first saw that, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Why it's so freaky. It's so freaky. Like, it's such an indescribable sound. Like, if you've ever seen any of the Jurassic Parks, and if you even if you haven't, you probably have heard the sound that I'm talking about. And if you don't, you need to pause this. I'm go sure listen they to used it, it for Godzilla, to too. Godzilla is another one. They also mm. didn't they use an elephant sound as well? I'm not 100 sure. I believe that they did the same thing. They used it because it's really if they slow it down and put it into a decibel that is lower a lower pitch, it's unsettling to our ears because it sounds like something really inhuman and like like scary. Who decided that that's what dinosaurs made though? Well, 
So that's how I found out about the infrasound thing was because recently um, they like 3D printed the some part of a T-Rex and like ran air through it or something. I, I saw it on TikTok, but supposedly it's, it's a sound that a T-Rex actually makes and it's like super fucking freaky. Really? Yeah, it's it's not it's not at all what's in Jurassic Park. So, but yeah, just a little fun fact about infrasound and why people get freaked out by it. And that's what this makes me think of because anytime these things are around, it has that effect. All right. Brian said he felt a wave of inexplicable fear wash over him. He described his increasing fear like he said, I felt like I was being hunted as if I were a prey animal. After the kids knew Brian had seen their true colors, the first boy threatens him, quote, we won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. According to Brian, the boy was implying that they didn't need guns. He stayed. He started pulling at the door and demanded to be let in. Brian pushed his car into reverse and sped home, leaving the boys where he found them. Hmm. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, he he sent he wrote this all out and sent it out in an email to like some close friends of his mm-hmm. and they're responsible for like spreading it around the internet hmm. because it was like such just a good fucking creepy story. I mean, yeah, it is, but he has told this story time and time again, and it has not changed. Not a single detail has changed. That's so weird. So it, he definitely saw this shit I want, in my opinion. I mean, I wonder if they would be caught on like a ring camera. I wonder if they don't. I wonder if they don't go to homes that have ring cameras. I don't know. Well, supposedly there's some footage of some out there. I didn't find it, but I've read that there is footage of a black eyed kid out there. But who knows? And we don't even know if it's real or not. Well, not anymore. I don't know. Anytime my ring camera goes off and says there's motion at the door and there's nothing there, it's a little freaky. That's fair. It'll be like middle of the night. It'll send me a notification. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> odd. Huh? That's a bit odd. I don't like that. It's easy to disbelieve Brian's story. The normal explanation is that it was two kids with black contacts playing a prank. But in 1996, black contacts weren't as easily available, and they were expensive. Only the finest of new metal guitarists could afford them. Uh, oh, yes. The limpest of the biscuits. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you knew what I was talking about. Of course, I do. So we're gonna dive into some more encounters with the Black Eyed Kids. This encounter comes from Reddit from a user, Sarah Beth 11. So it had been a slow trick or treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. Ow. That was my foot. She does not care. It, no, not, not a single fuck is given. So it had been a slow trick or treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in hours and have a constant parade at our door. 
That night, I'd say we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m., and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe's an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she'd try and get out to play with all the kids, and I didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Also, we didn't want to scare away any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside out outside light off let chloe out and she followed me back to the couch and lay down at my feet it was getting close to 10 p.m when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going upstairs take a shower and get ready for bed after all it was thursday and he still had to get up early the next day my teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so so that left me alone on the couch with chloe now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a little bit. <clears throat> Listen. Ripley. Ripley is not liking the scary stories. She is not digging this. Ma'am. She says, wait, who is it? I don't like it. I may look scary, but I'm not a scary girl. No, she's not scary. She just startled me. So- <laughs> you eric <laughs> that's kind of funny now just because i don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit and being alone now watching i'd have to say was kind of on edge as it were it wasn't long after i heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light knock 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 at the front door my initial reaction was what the hell really it's almost 10 go home but an uneasy feeling soon came over me why the knock? Our doorbell glows and in the dark. Our doorbell glows in the dark and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has big beveled glass panel and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, knock, knock. Again, from the front door. I glanced down at Chloe, and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there as she normally does. Nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asked to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her, and I have to... and I have to say heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She just turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home that wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. 
what a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she just sat there. Er, <laughs> I swear to God. Ripley, you are literally the best jump scare in, she in existence. You might actually overtake your sister on jump scares. You're so funny. I turned on the porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass that there was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and began to wonder about the, what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older, I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above and on the columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger, about a foot shorter, I'd say eight or nine, and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up, Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on? I asked. This was thing. This is when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever spoke. They both turned back to me and, and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. I have to admit that there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then I noticed that during the short conversation I'd already opened the door a few extra inches which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself. Another pause and they said again and they, they again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer to the, toward the door like she was just going to walk on in by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house and I got my first real good look at her. Solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I, did, I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms as the back of my neck standing out at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped again and pleaded, Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door. But I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them sitting there on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. 
Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided I'd call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the, ta- to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced at the door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then the kid stepped away from the door and began to walk down the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted my phone to, to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. That was the end of that story. I would kick those motherfuckers immediately. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't answer the door for nobody. Yeah, I'm not. I don't fuck with that. Hell no. Like, get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. I'm going to go all Clint Eastwood with it. Get off my lawn. What if a kid walked up to your house looking like Jeffrey Dahmer? Get off my lawn. With Psycho Killer playing in the background. Definitely get off Psycho my lawn. Psycho uh, Circuit. Last circuit, year, yeah. our kid's Halloween costume that he, he snuck underneath the, the one that we paid for. I love that. I love every part of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck these these creatures. They are scary. I don't like that. Nope. So, we have a couple more stories left? Uh, yeah, I think we have one more. Two. Should we be two. two more. So this one is from Reddit again from user Halloween Warning. It says, yesterday I noticed my neighbor hadn't put out all of his Halloween decorations, lights, etc. That's an offense. Right? I'm offended. Going to jail. Well, that, I actually think that's scarier than these. Right? I don't. Immediately I don't trust the that's neighbor. That's a red flag. It, it is. a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a major red flag. So, the past two years I've lived next to him, he's gone all out for Halloween. I don't know him well. He's younger, single, but I know he likes kids. Not in a creepy way. His brother and sister-in-law and their kids are always visiting him, and he plays with his three young nieces and nephews out in the yard. So anyway, I got home from work and was walking up my driveway, and I saw him outside and said something like, Hey, man. You better get your Halloween stuff up or that house up the street's going to beat you for best decorations. He kind of smiles sheepishly and says that he's actually going to keep his house dark this year and just put candy out. I asked if he was going out of town, but he said no. Something happened last year that really scared him. Now, I was concerned for my own safety. If some weirdos were coming around our neighborhood, which is a pretty safe neighborhood with tons of young families living here, I asked him what happened. He said last year he had 
He had his brother's family over so they could trick-or-treat in the neighborhood since they live in an apartment complex that doesn't do much for Halloween. He had a bunch of kids come to the door like always. His family took off around 10.30 and there were only a few trick-or-treaters. But by 11.30, they were pretty much done. So he was inside watching TV and the doorbell rings. He grabs the candy bowl and heads over, noticing that it's a little past midnight, and that's pretty rude for trick-or-treaters to still be out. I'd be asleep. Yeah. Um, Same. Like, <laughs> night After 10.30. Yeah, like... Like, my lights will... My Halloween decorations will all still be on, but don't come to my fucking door. I usually turn our porch light off at, like, what, 11-something? Yeah. Mine yeah, before that. We're done at 11. Well, the kids in our neighborhood here are, like, younger, so they, they're done about 8, 8.30. Yeah, about that for AG. And then, then the adults all, you know, trick-or-treat. Yeah. So it's, like, beers and shots and all sorts of stuff. And then, then in you, like, from now, it's, like, on a weekday, so it's, like, okay, good night. It's 11. It's time for the night. Mm-hmm. It's time for bed. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, my brother's neighborhood, there's a couple houses in the back that will have candy for the kids and then like a white claw or something for the adults. Yeah. Ma'am. Ripley's just raising hell tonight. She is in feral gremlin mode. Mm -hmm. She's a gremlin. She's a cute gremlin. Anyway, so it's midnight. Doorbell rings. He's like, that's pretty rude for trick-or-treaters to be out this late. But he then notices he hasn't turned off all his decoration lights out yet, so he his house is still a beacon. He swings the door open and is about to yell, boo, or something to freak them out, but stops dead when he sees the kids at the door. He said one was a, probably around 13 to 14, and the other around 16, 17. They're both boys. They weren't dressed up, but he remembers the older one was wearing a flannel checkered shirt. He was immediately overcome with uneasiness, like opening the door was a huge mistake. They just stared at him, and he noticed they had really big irises and dilated pupils. He couldn't even see the whites of their eyes. So, he figured they were contact lenses. He was frozen there holding the candy bowl, like he couldn't slam the door in their face as much as he wanted to. So he nervously tried to smile back at them, hoping they would break character and ask for candy or something. The younger one said they had gotten lost and needed to come in and use his phone. That was when he closed the door more than halfway on them and said, no, sorry. And the older one said something like, can we just wait in your house until our parents come get us? But by then he was convinced that his life was in danger and these kids must be high on something or intending to rob him. And he just kept mumbling, no, sorry, good night. As he inched the door closed and locked it. He told me they he was so fucking scared at that point that they were going to try and break in through one of his windows or something. But he looked through the peephole and they had turned to leave. He watched TV with the volume really low so he could hear any sound at all. And he stayed up to like 5 a.m. because he was too scared to go to bed and drop his guard. The whole time he's telling me this, I'm thinking, oh my god, this sounds so familiar. Just like the Black Eyed Kids urban legend. Then I thought, hey, maybe this dude's trying to scare me because after all, he does have the Halloween spirit. So I'm looking at him incredulously, but trying not to seem too gullible. 
So I'm like, man, that is really crazy. That sounds like black-eyed kids. He just looks at me blankly and says, the what? Is that a movie or something? And I said, no, but told him to go look it up online. Like an hour later, I get a knock on my door and admittedly almost jumped out of my skin thinking it's a demon child. It was my neighbor and his eyes were freaking huge. He swears to me up and down he had never heard of the black-eyed kids before and it's so similar to what happened to him. So we talked a while longer and I told him that quite a few people probably know about that urban legend and it's possible that it was just teenagers with black scleral contacts trying to freak people out on Halloween, which would be genius, by the way. It really would be. Yeah. Because I would, I would straight up, like, just shoot you at that point. What the hell? Like, what you're a demon. Really be gone. Fuck around and find out Halloween edition. I love that. But he said the fear that he felt was so primal and came over him the second he opened the door for them. One of the well-known stories goes like this. In the snowy town, within the middle of nowhere, Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled in on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? The wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hands. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. Yeah. This is like one of the more well-known stories about Black Eye. B-E-K is for short. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom was confronted by the voice of kids at the end of the hall uttering, Our parents are here. Fuck that! The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender, wait for it, wearing suits. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. Men in black, dude. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm. really sets the tone for what this really is. In my opinion, anyway. We'll see. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in a pool of its blood. That's awful. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer. But if you only if you think you only have to worry about black eyed kids, you'd, you'd be, be wrong. Because there's also underfed kids, beaten kids, molested kids, lost kids, crying kids, homeless kids, hit and run kids, broken arm kids, broken leg kids, broken head kids, sick kids, dying kids, dead kids. 
and white-eyed kids. Oh, uh, they stared at the sun too long. Huh? They stared at the sun too long. <laughs> you just have fucking monster cataracts? Yes, that's all I'm thinking of right now when you said white eyes. Like, their whole, like, it's all, like, the... Yeah. What is it? The cornea? Yeah. The, the white part's called? That's why I'm saying they stare at the sun too long. That's why you don't stare at the sun. Could be. So, white-eyed kids who bear a few similarities to the infamous black-eyed kids, but they also share several contrasts with them. So much so, some paranormal investigators believe that they are the true masters of the black-eyed kids. Much like the black-eyed kid encounters, the white-eyed kids, the white-eyed children, whatever, are known to knock on doors or car windows. However, unlike the black-eyed kids who travel in groups, primarily duos, the white-eyed children are reportedly seclusive and rarely appear in groups while interacting with their victims. They also they're also typically sighted in isolated areas such as the woods or campgrounds. Where the black-eyed kids predominantly like they go to houses. hang out in like urban areas. Like, yeah. if I saw like a white-eyed kid out in the woods, it's like it's me or that motherfucker. It's a it's it's on sight, y'all. <laughs> so, side side story: Michael has property in Appalachia, mm. and I was like, "Listen, I'm from Appalachia. Do you know the rules of Appalachia?" And he kind of did, and I was like, I explained to him, I was like. We don't ever run through the woods. Ever. Period. And now I gotta tell him why that kids live in the woods too. He's gonna be like, never moving there. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going back to Appalachia. I will be a mountain woman again. Mm. So anyway, that was my side story. A little side quest. Mm. Also, unlike their, so the white-eyed kids' relatives, quote-unquote, the black-eyed kids, they don't need permission to get inside a victim's house. That's fucking terrifying. Well, does that mean they're not sinister? I don't know. Maybe they're just so powerful they don't fucking care. They don't. Have, be, they don't operate on the same rules. They could be like originals. Could be. It's a Vampire Diaries thing. Like the progenitors of the black-eyed kids, or come? They all come from the white-eyed kids. Yeah, so the originals is like the storyline of the original vampire family. Mm. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also live by a different set of rules than regular vampires. In the TV more you way. know. You're welcome. So they don't need permission to get inside a victim's house. Instead, they suddenly appear inside where they then motionlessly stare at the witness Without an iota of emotion. So they have like RBF. I don't even think they have that. I think it's literally like an emotionless face. I mean. RBF is like, oh, this person looks like a bitch. Like. I mean, I can, I can wipe emotion from my it's, face pretty it's easy. It's just blank. It's just. Yeah. There's no. I mean, I can wipe emotion from my face pretty easy. Well, yeah, but that's not like RBF, you know what I'm saying? No, I guess. Anyway, so unlike the black-eyed children, white-eyed children are powerful telepaths using mind control to communicate. The witness often reports not feeling anything odd with their conversation with a white-eyed child until they vanish into thin air 
or see their eyes. Many also claim to have seen the children stare at them weeks or even days after the initial encounter. They also find handprints on their car windows implicating that they were being followed. Some attribute the wide-eyed children to messengers of death, as they were often shown appearing prior to the deaths of someone the witness knew to mean that they were most likely are there to warn of impending death. Hmm. What, a harbinger of death? Yes. Yeah, but like a... Not a malicious death, like... Oh, someone you know is going to die soon. Kind of like a banshee type of thing. Just a silent banshee. Yeah. They send you a candy gram. I like that. I don't want a candy gram for somebody that I know is about to die. <laughs> you said like, it was less intimidating. That's all I can think of is a candy gram. A boo gram. Just like boo. A, a boo basket. They bring you a boo basket. Just like a singing telegram guy. Oh, it's God, that's your head. even more terrifying. But it's I don't like, like that part. Put in your head because you're telepathic. <laughs> no. They just come and sing they the sing- monster fuck to Sam. <laughs> I would throat punch that child. It's You're still getting it played in your head because they're telepathic. <laughs> Not if I throat punch them. It's going to oh be very wheezy. Getting what? It's going to be wheezy. Oh. Because of the throat punch. Supposedly, the kids are more likely to approach people who already know about them. So on Halloween, as the trick-or-treaters wander by your doorways, keep an eye out for soulless black eyes and that feeling of dread. I feel it dread every day. You're welcome, guys. I feel dread every day, so I guess it's just the soulless children that I'm waiting for. You're welcome, creeps. Enjoy uh, seeing your black-eyed kids this this holiday season, because now you know about them. And Christian, if you just do that voodoo that you do. I was just thinking about this, like, just uh-huh. out of curiosity, since we've added Ripley to this, and I see Lou, where does that leave for Lou? Is she no longer the intern? She's security. I told you. She's head of security. She's watching the door. So now Ripley is the intern. Yeah. She's intern. not doing a great job. She's, She's terrible. Her reviews need to go down. Speaking of reviews, make sure you guys are leaving us a review on Spotify iTunes or Apple Podcasts, any of those would be fantastic. We love the reviews. Audible. Any of those. Throw it in there. I don't care what it is. We'll read them on the show. It could be good, bad, whatever. We do like good. That does make us feel good. It gives us the warm and fuzzies. But if it is a bad, at least put a joke in there or something. Make us laugh. I'll be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure you guys have your auto downloads on and... Thank you for coming with us on this journey. We This is our season. We bloom into it. We love it. We love it. We live it every day. We're here this, for it. And this is like our month. And we appreciate you guys. Yep. So stay creepy. Stay spooky. And stay safe. And watch out for them black-eyed kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>